Smash Brothers didn't feel quite right to me on there. So um, it took me a really long time to get jump, attack, special. And I finally I was like, that's it. We're turning off the items. And we're going to go in the flattest stage that doesn't b- break away so I can figure out how the hell to jump around and stuff. So what you're saying is you're a Smash Brothers noob. Yeah, I was a, I was a total Smash Brothers noob again. I had no idea. And then all of a sudden it, it kind of came back to me and I started winning again. So you want to know a funny story? What? We've been broadcasting for like 30 mi- seconds. Oh. Well, now people know about, about my how horrible I am at Smash Brothers. <laughs> now everyone's going to want to play you. But but is but didn't everybody already know that? Have we already talked about how bad I am at Smash Brothers? And that's why you hate Nintendo. The end. To, I don't even I like Nintendo. Who who said anything about me hating Nintendo? <laughs> anyway, anyway, hey uh, everybody. I, I, we, <laughs> hey, Doctor Nick. Uh, hi, hi everybody. <laughs> um. So uh, you know, we we've always thought of the show, folks. By the way, uh, welcome to the Echo Screen Live and stuff like that. We've always thought of the show as being really just a way for us to broadcast the conversations that we normally have. Um, and, and sometimes we just broadcast the conversation. We forgot to wrap the whole packaging around it and everything else. Sometimes I just trick you and, and just start without you knowing. And just start without me knowing. Because it was, it was like four minutes after nine. Yes. So we were already late. Well, good thing, and, you, good thing I didn't broadcast when you were talking about what you were talking about two minutes earlier. Oh, you know what I'm... Yeah, with the the thing and the between the legs. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, that, <clears throat> that would have been really bad. I appreciate you not doing that. Anyway, hey, folks. Welcome to the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. We hope you don't mind jumping into the, uh, you know, little topic there about uh, Smash Brothers Wii U. I did get to play it. It in, is fun. In just so you know. race. Uh, that, that's a that's a, a brand new newsflash as of, uh, what is this, April 8th for a game that came out in November. But anyway, it's really good. So you should totally check it out. <laughs> what else should they check out for today's show? Yeah, you should totally play Chrono Trigger. It's a <laughs> great game from the 90s. That's that's our video game show. Have a nice well, night, everybody. Night. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, tonight we are going to discuss the rise and fall of G4 TV, um, which I think is going to lead us down a lot of different paths here. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows uh, a little bit about G4 TV, the, the, the now failed, now defunct Officially TV failed. network, cable network, uh, that was exclusively uh, kind of marketed and um, uh, surrounding of all gaming culture, right? So... Uh, we're going to talk about what maybe went wrong there. We're going to we're going to reflect a little bit on the history. And we're going to talk about maybe how they could have done things a little bit better and potentially suggest alternatives. So uh, that is the topic du jour today. But as you know, if you've watched the program previously, it's not just about the topic du jour. We actually have three portions to the program. The first being the T and B, that is the tids and bits, that is the news and notes. We got too many names for that. <laughs> well, pick one. Go. Um, the so anyway. uh, burgled hentai portion of the program, as I like to call it. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Just roll with it. Just go. The, the burgled hentai portion of the program. We're going to discuss things that are not all that important, but we think are cool. So we're going to talk to you about them. And we think you should know about them. Or we're going to talk about them. because It's our show. We don't care what you think. I'm just kidding. We care what you think. And wh- how do I know that we care what you think? Because 
we want to solicit your questions so that we can answer them live on the air. How does one go about asking a question? <clears throat> How does one go My about head. asking a question, I'm asking. Ah, thank you. Well, there's a couple ways, actually. You can, if you're joining us in the chat, just go over, click on my name, which actually doesn't have a little green button next to it right now. Commodore128, <laughs> click on my name there, send me a private message. I'll accept your questions that way. doesn't mean I'm actually going to ask them and we're going to answer them live in the air because if they're crappy, I'm not going to do that. But if they're good, I will. If the they're crappy, way, you might still do it, let's be honest. I, 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 you know, it's okay, whatever. If they're really crappy in a, in a creative way, I'm going to ask it. Um, and if you would alternatively, if you're not joining us in the, uh, in the chat, then you can, you can just tweet at me at it's the Commodore tweet your, your question over to me that way. Again, I'll sort through the questions during the, uh, that you asked during the, the, the course of the program and I will ask them and we will answer them live on the air if you're lucky. Um, <laughs> but <coughs> the actual questions don't have to be about anything in particular. They don't have to be about the topic du jour. They don't have to be the topics we talk about today. Uh, it could be anything, anything at all, anything you'd like to, for us to, to answer. Just go ahead and ask along. Already got some questions <laughs> funneling in. Thanks. Ask long and hard. All right. Um, so you want to just move into the, to, to, to the news? You, I think you had, you had a couple little news I do. bits. Actually, I got, a, I got a surprise one for you I want to start out with because I think okay, you're going to like this mm. if you haven't heard about it. Oh, YouTube star Flula to star in NBC comedy pilot. Uh, that is awesome. <laughs> You're one of your favorite guys in the world, basically. I do love Flula. Now, I have... But I, well, first uh, off, explain Flula to the peoples in the audience if they have never heard so, of him. Well, I, I don't know... Because there's a know. bajillion people on YouTube, let's face it. Yeah, I don't know. And, and I'll be honest, I don't really know all that much about... The, the the man the myth the legend personally i just uh, i so i actually uh when game of thrones season one was going on yeah, i caught this thing that was uh machinima was doing a video series called the a confused german recounts game of thrones and if you haven't seen this it's, it's actually really really fun but basically this this uh, german guy would uh like get up at five o'clock in the morning immediately turn the camera on and go through the entire episode and horribly misinterpret it in funny and comical ways. And then Machinima would animate it. Okay. I thought that was really funny. And then I started looking at his videos. And he's actually a DJ, but also a pretty he's, damn good musician. And he's German. And he's which, German. Which you already mentioned, but I just wanted to reemphasize. German but, well, DJ. But, but he's, he's so German, it's, it's worth noting twice. Yes. Um, in any case, no. uh, now he Let's does other take kinds that of a bad place. Never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. He has, he has, uh, he does other various and sundry funny things that you would like to see Germans do, like um, you know, uh, he creates creative cartoons. Like for example, he gets in a car, sets up all these different sequencers and stuff, and then has celebrities in, and then they go and they, uh, and they play the music and they they play music and they, they redo songs, and it's it's very it's fun car. It's interesting. Tunes, get it? Anyway, so yeah, yeah check out some of his stuff. This is uh, Commodore's new favorite thing. Oh, not all it's that good. new. Four hundred eighty-six thousand subscribers. He's good. Wait, I mean, I guess that's okay. Whatever. He's good. Wait, yeah. With YouTube subscriber inflation nowadays, to be anyone, you have to have like twenty million. But whatever. Right. That's not us. But hey, apparently, um, that's not to get an NBC pilot. Yeah, but that's that's pretty interesting. I love how no one in the chat chat knows who this is. No one knows Flula. That's no interesting. One. Also. Like, I, like everybody knows Flula. Important tidbit: His last name is actually Borg. Borg. Flula, Flula Borg. Borg. He likes to make puzzles. Anyway, 
<laughs> that's that's totally the wrong guy. It's a different guy. Okay. Yeah, that's you, a different guy. Your turn for a news and or note. Okay. Um, I only have one this week. It's it's uh, it's it's one that we've talked about before, but I have an addendum. So uh, as we have discussed in this program previously, Showtime is actually uh, funding a David Lynch additional Twin Peaks season. Mm. Um, that's not the news. We've already talked about that. <laughs> oh, okay. The good. news actually is that uh, this week it was reported that David Lynch has walked away from the project uh, due to, in, in, in his own explanation, um, uh, there, there being budgetary issues. Um, and I, I, I was pretty sad about that. So I've seen a couple different things like uh, who would recently. Have, who would have ever expected him to do something random? Yeah. Well, I know David Lynch. He doesn't do anything random. No, he's very um, structured and organized. Yeah, you know, and those those videos that you told me about with the with the David Lynch guy and the oh, and the, the two guys yeah. playing David Lynch and uh, Crispin Glover, then spot on in terms of the impressions. But I couldn't even get through the videos because they were just so crazy. I, I couldn't even watch them anymore. Uh, the guy who plays Crispin Glover hilarious. Hilarious. I don't even remember what they're called. I think it's like Crispin and David's really great movie or something like that. It's just a series of sketches. Anyway, yes. that's pretty much anyway, all it is, and they do weird things. Yeah, it, it, that's the whole, like, there is a loose plot, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, just like a David Lynch movie. Anyway, um, so I, when I saw this, I thought it might be an April Fool's joke, because I think I saw it on April Fool's, and I thought it was, you know, but yeah, apparently it's sticking, because there's been, you know, all kinds of stories about this everywhere. Um, so I'm sad because there, there, I actually saw uh, fairly recently within the last couple days, I saw a video put together by former cast members of Twin Peaks um, mm-hmm. talking about how uh, you can't do Twin Peaks without David Lynch because <laughs> apparently uh, he said the show might continue to go on without him. I, I don't even like Twin Peaks or really watch it. And I know that you can't do it without David Lynch. You can't do Twin Peaks without David Lynch unless J.J. Abrams does it because why not? J.J. Abrams has relaunched everything. Um. All right, so that was that was my you know not, I didn't they didn't promise you was exciting. I just said that was my my little piece of news for you. I also first want to note that uh, someone in the chat has the name Ludwig von Coopercat, which is amazing. Yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, secondarily, there's there's a mini news or and or note from uh, <clears throat> from Techie saying mm-hmm. that Robert Uni- Morris University now offers the U.S.'s or the, potentially the world's first scholarships for esports in League of Legends. I actually had heard about that. Yeah, I think uh, we, we talked about it. That, Didn't we talk about it? Did we? Yeah. Oh. I don't think so. We, we talked about esports last week, but or last yes. two, two weeks. You know ago. when I talked about that? I talked about that on the Echo Screen Live regarding esports. Ha! Eat that. Well, fine. Screw you. Okay, my other news. Actually, I have I had like two more <laughs> news and or notes, but. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I think I might want to save one for a full topic next time, actually. Okay, then you save that so one. So I'll save it. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. The other one is uh, a little bit of Nintendo-related news. They had a Nintendo Direct a few days ago that was uh, generally underwhelming, uh, except Lucas from Mother 3 is now going to be in Smash Brothers, his downloadable content. This is where we're definitely entering the, p- the entrance. Entering the entrance. Shut up. We're entering the... <laughs> Shut up, Mom. Shut up, Mom. Uh, I gotta get his address. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> We are entering the uh, the 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 epic, the era of Nintendo downloadable content. People have been saying for for a very long time, why doesn't Nintendo allow us to get DLC, extra things we want later on? Blah blah blah. They're kind of doing that in spades now. They release some more stuff for Mario Kart. It's 
Lots of crap. Anyway, but uh, also around that same time, past few days, um, Angry Joe Vargas, uh, uh, former former uh, website mate at uh, Blistered Thumbs of mine, uh, who is much more popular than us, uh, and this proves it, went on a blog rant about how uh, he's upset with Nintendo um, mm-hmm. because Nintendo is kind of cracking down on uh, on YouTube people people on YouTube who use Nintendo games. They basically um, there there's a creators program that uh, they've they've begun, which allows member to people to share revenue with Nintendo, and it's right. uh, it's kind of become a mess. Um, he and he was he was uh, complaining, I guess, about how you know, like he spent a lot of money on Nintendo games to review for his show, and he never got compensated for it. And no, uh, and you know, you you, you like really that. promote those games when you know for people yeah. to go out buy them and those kinds of things when they become successful. So. Exactly, it's, it's a it's a very good or it's something worth theotic relationship at the very least. It seems. Yes, and uh, benefit. Uh, all this started because um, there was a, I believe there was a, um, oh, what do you call it? A copyright claim that struck down his Mario Party 10 video. So that started the whole thing. Um, but, I mean, regardless, almost ancillary to that, or, or if I'm using that word correctly, to the side, perhaps more interesting is uh, just the amount of places that his YouTube rant was brought up as real news. You mm-hmm. know, like GameSpot. Game Informer, uh, uh, Forbes, for for God's sake, you know, and that's very interesting and might kind of roll into our actual topic of the day, uh, which is, you know, you have j- just a random rant on YouTube, not random, but you know what I mean, a big rant on YouTube from someone known for ranting on YouTube mm-hmm. becomes actual news uh, in the world of games and, and, right. and somewhat beyond. So, and the circle is complete. So it's interesting. Um Honestly, the, the the question about whether Nintendo is doing the right thing, well, I think most people say they're not doing the right thing. They're being pretty stringent on on YouTubers. It's probably not best for getting their uh, the good word out on their games. But uh, I think they are they're thinking they're topic. very they're being very progressive with this because they're accepting, you know that 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 there can be like I said the kind of symbiotic relationship where everybody can win. You know the problem is this is this is a different medium. Mm-hmm than we've seen previously and, and it doesn't work in the same way. So it's very difficult to just kind of co-opt it using uh, methodology of old media, which it seems like they're kind of doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 not, uh, I'm not sold they're, they're doing things the right way here in, in any way, shape or form. Yes, and uh, Techie has posted a link to uh, the uh, Nintendo Creators po- program for people who want to read up on it a little bit more. It's just... Um, this goes back to a lot of the reasons why, in my view, people don't get what Nintendo is doing on any right. given day. The reason right. really being because it's, it's frankly, run by somewhat stodgy old Japanese men. Not trying to be racist, just like Japan's a rather conservative country when it comes to business. No, but that, that was also a uh, just a, a, a factual description. It is. It is a, a Japanese country uh, company. And it, it it's the same kind of reason they haven't released Earthbound. Um, uh, they didn't release Earthbound Virtual Console for years and years, despite a clamor. It took direct people writing on the, you know, Wii or Miiverse... Uh, areas to on on the Wii U console saying bring us Earthbound before someone over in Japan said oh wait Americans like Earthbound you know 
yeah. apparently that wasn't communicated well enough for years and years. So same kind of thing. Yeah. It's like they're kind of mis- misunderstanding the whole purpose of this Internet thing, it seems. Um, they, they, you know, one step forward, two steps back is is kind of what happens a lot. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I think they're going about it all wrong. But I think there are some lessons to be learned here. I'm sure that other people will have better insight and maybe Nintendo, as it always does, we'll get the, the message about a year, two years too late, and then we'll fix it. So we'll and, see what and people in the chat, I mean, Angry Joe, his, his name is Angry right there. Yeah, uh, hey, you know. A lot of people in the chat thinking, well, yeah, he kind of knew what he was doing. He knew it was going to get struck down when he put up that video uh, in the first place it, for not clearing whatever necessary hurdles that needed to be cleared. Potentially, but, you know, maybe, uh, you know, it's, well, I'm not going to re- relate it to, like, civil rights uh, marches or anything like that. It's like, no. it's, you, you have to point we out... Get, we get, you we have get to, a lot of hate mail for something Yeah, like you, that. you have to, sometimes you have to get dinged on something ridiculous so you can point it out. That's probably the better thing to say there, so. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, sometimes it, it takes kind of rubbing people's nose in it for them to see it, so, mm-hmm. you know, hey, look, it's all good. Um. All right, we're, we're going to... We're going to leave it there. Move on. Because uh, we, we've got this. This topic is a good one. And, and I've, I've wanted to. I actually brought this uh, this show topic up, uh, I think, last during the last show. We were talking about it afterwards. And I thought this would be a good topic because. Um, dear gamers, we have really seen a paradigm shift in the way video games are kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. And as um, we're literally just talking about. And the media that we consume it has certainly changed as well. Um, so I thought it would be a good time to talk about the rise and fall, mostly the fall, of G4 TV mm-hmm. or G4 Tech TV or whatever you want to call it. Just G4. And, and, like. Right. As, as you were saying, I mean, really, it starts with Tech TV, uh, which is which came before G4. Uh, for people who may not be in the know or maybe need a refresher course, let's, let's go over a little bit of the history. Yeah. In 1998, uh, Tech TV started. It was uh, actually began as ZDNet, I believe, yes. um, or ZDTV. Sorry, um, because it was owned by Ziff Davis, who also owned other properties Z-Net. such as uh, well ZDNet. That's what I was thinking of, and also yep. um, uh, EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, which right. ceased publication, I think, in 2009. Anyway, uh, the idea was you know to create a a, a technology centric channel. Uh, and and uh, just a series of shows on it uh, for people who uh, either want to learn about computers or or home pro you know home hardware modification or or if people have problems with computers they would call in and get help like call Leo from, Laporte who is very famous uh, even today still for tech he he currently does this week in tech uh, uh, streaming but uh, yes. he did call for help. Call for help. That was uh, that was my first tech TV show that I used to watch. Yeah, which in many ways was kind of the the flagship of the of the network. I would say the network was also tech TV was also Canadian in origin, was it not? Um, I think it was a Canadian show or a Canadian oh, channel. I don't think it was a Canadian channel, but I think Call for Help was Canadian. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, I, I got that confused. Uh, I, I actually thought Tech TV was a was a Canadian channel because it, it, yeah. it was much more centered toward adults that are enthusiasts mm-hmm. as as their kind of target demographic right mm-hmm. it wasn't specific about gaming it wasn't uh, it was just no. kind of talking about technology and kind of the central nature of technology in people's lives and it was very geared toward 
adults that were, you know, just enthusiasts. The enthusiast market, I would, I would call it, right? Exactly, exactly. That's a good, very good way if, to put if it. If Newegg had a, a TV channel. I, I mean, for, for, lack of, for lack of a better word, it was kind of like a geek enthusiast, a tech geek enthusiast market. And, and, but that wasn't all. It wasn't just tech. Uh, they also started uh, a show, X-Play, which means extended play. Uh, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people might not even realize that uh, X-Play with Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler started on tech TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, Techie just clarified, Tech TV Canada was a joint venture spinoff. Mm-hmm. Original Tech TV was actually San, <clears throat> based in San Francisco. So. Yes, yeah, the, the, I should have mentioned that. The studios were based in San Francisco. Um, G4 uh, then comes along in 2002. Uh, and right around that time, Tech TV started having issues. It started getting dropped by a lot of uh, providers, uh, television providers, for well mildly dubious reasons uh comcast owned g4 uh so for a lot of reasons they might want to not carry tech tv which is basically a competing channel etc etc uh so from 2002 to 2004 tech tv's uh ratings really dropped g4 started as a like i said a uh, a counterpoint or a, a uh competitor that's what i'm trying to say to tech tv but with more of a hip cool g or i'm sorry uh mtv type spin uh, right which was pretty apparent uh all the, the, the demographic was much more toward teenagers or at least mm-hmm. uh you know tweens Young adults, but but and and it was more centered on video games as well. Right, very very game focused, um, not necessarily technology. But I mean, there were some really good shows, uh, or, or pretty good shows at least <laughs> early on. You know, uh, some ones that people were talking about in the chat early on, uh, like Portal or Cheat. Um, mm-hmm. One that I really loved was Icons. Um, Icons was a great show, which they- was uh, it, it literally like would talk about some some icon of uh, video gaming history, interview people, a talking head show. Honestly, uh, the video game years on Retroware TV is heavily inspired by Icons, which was absolutely heavily inspired by I Love the Eighties. But you get the idea. They're, they're, it was it wasn't anything ridiculous. It was it was a talking head show that really just gave you the history of a th- certain thing. I, I learned uh, I remember learning about Prince of Persia and the history behind that from Icons, and I thought it was really right. Amazing, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I remember the screensavers, which was actually a tech TV show um, <laughs> that I think I think continued for a little while on G four as well. Um, but the screensavers was was very much kind of a um, it wasn't call for help. They, they certainly didn't have that kind of a format. It was more of kind of a talk show format mm-hmm. um, and slash talk soup almost format. And they kind of blended all those things together. Um, and I, I always thought it was a pretty cool show. They talk about all kinds of cool things going on in technology, which was, which was pretty cool. So that was one of my favorites. So we have uh, several folks in the chat saying that the internet killed uh, G4 Tech TV. Don't get ahead of us. Hold on. There's, yeah, there's yeah, more on. to this. Uh, so so uh, that's, G4 starts 2002. 2004, it merges with Tech TV. Um, yes. A, a strange merger, some might say. Um, not necessarily because Tech TV was doing great by itself. It, it, it probably needed to merge or it would have ended. But right. um, it was it was merged with G4. It seemed mostly to merge just literally to kill it off, just to get Tech TV out of the way. Uh, they carried the name G4 Tech TV for a year and then stopped and just said G4. Uh, right. The vast majority of people who worked for Tech TV were, were uh, laid off. Uh, the San Francisco studio was closed down. 
and they essentially only kept a small handful of shows from Tech TV and ported them over. X Play being probably the the most obvious most or most well known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the next year in two thousand five. The G four got a new president. Uh, who was, uh, this is great, uh, who had been a senior marketing executive at DirecTV, Fox Sports, and ESPN. He announced that G4 would be retooled as a male-oriented channel, stating that guys like to play games, but not necessarily watch a bunch of shows with games on the screen. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's, that makes a total, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, in theory, but that's kind of was the beginning of the end, uh, in my mind. Uh, you started seeing a lot more dude oriented I, I wouldn't even say guy oriented necessarily but dude oriented programming you had attack of the show come out which was you know pretty popular but i mean uh, mm. how, how to how to be nice here less a little more oriented toward things like eye candy and uh silly internet yeah. things rather right. than trying like rather than anything really necessarily informative it was more of yeah. just like a, a silly talk show and it had to it was it had like a, a late night talk show feel with a little bit of uh, ridiculousness from MTV thrown in. Yes, it probably most well known for boosting Olivia Munn into quasi stardom. Um, Definitely quasi stardom. And, and as time went on, more of the original programming uh, went by the wayside. They started airing things like, I swear, it seemed like cop reruns of Cops were on there you know, all day, half the day. every day. Yep. Yeah, uh, and so. <sighs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Cheaters was on there too. I see in the chat that was that was on there as well. It, uh, it Leo Laporte you know, left um, when the yeah. merger happened. Uh, X Play went on for several years uh, until um, really until the end. Um, that and, was kind of the last vestige. Yeah, I, I, of, of the, the the channel. It, it was, was yeah. It was it was very obvious that as time went on, uh, the the program or the the numbers, the viewing numbers weren't there, and they were just more desperately trying to grab at the at the guy demo they were going for. So they would show lots of re- re- reruns. They of did like show. Um, they did show Lost while Lost was still That's on true the air too, which is which weird. Was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, mean, that, I remember seeing that. They had something. They had American Ninja Warrior. Which that, is that, yeah, interesting. Uh, okay. Um, they rebranded in December 2012. Um, or no, they rebranded in 2013. I'm sorry. Uh, as Esquire. Esquire. Yep. Uh, through machinations, corporate machinations, we won't even go into here. But that was that was a big what? Uh, okay. Uh, and then officially was closed down um, the next year. Uh, yeah, shortly thereafter, and and Esquire lives yeah. on, and Esquire is well. You know, no, Esquire was replaced with Style. I should say they they officially uh, shut down the network. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I see. In yep. December last year, so I see what you're saying. Yeah, the, the, hence the corporate machinations. Yeah, but anyway, so that that's a little bit of the history. Uh, it was it was a a rise and a and a pretty slow, painful fall. Um, in the middle, there was a lot of you know. Uh, gamer centric in particular when G4 took over uh, programs uh, uh, broadcasting uh, from E3 uh, and and other such things uh, press conference I remember they would broadcast the press conferences there you know before, oh, I, I, before I, it was easy to really stream anything online uh, yeah I mean you know? another one of those things that got replaced by a better tool online but I remember watching you know the live Xbox 
press conference from E3 on mm. G4 because it was the only place to watch it. They didn't broadcast it on the internet. So, you know, I mean, you just these are things that we take so much for granted now that you know then you needed a, a channel for it, right? And I, I think maybe that's why we start our conversation on what what went wrong mm-hmm. with with G4. What went wrong with G4? What went wrong with Tech TV? Because it's kind of two different well, things. It is. I mean, I, I, I think Tech TV, you know, I, I'm not so sure what, what, what went wrong with Tech TV, except to say that, you know, obviously the, the G4 demographic was so different than the Tech TV demographic that, you know, from what you've already said in terms of, in terms of um, G4 just basically blowing it up as a means of eliminating competition makes more sense to me than anything. Um, because tech TV just didn't, it, it, it was a completely different, I remember when G4 bought them or when, when, it, when they merged, I remember like even just seeing some of the first commercials and going, this doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. this is not the same thing I remember at thinking all. the same thing. It was, uh, I, I remember there being a lot of kind of science channel kind of thought that I had for tech TV. You know, like look at look at what science does today, right? Mm-hmm. So like you know, like how how it's made, you know, uh, crazy cool it's, science shows. It's like what Discovery kind of used to do. It's like what Discovery used to do. Yeah, That's exactly what I'm thinking. And and science is a Discovery Channel. Tech TV was right. definitely not. Well, and it's just like I mean that you see that so much nowadays on TV, and this is partially I think why cord cutting is becoming so big. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's the dilution of these channels that are supposed to be for one thing. But right. they just their their numbers aren't where they want it to be, and so they they go to the least common denominator and they say, well, we'll put all the stuff we were supposed to put on here onto mm-hmm. a second channel. So you have History right. Two, which has the actual right. history shows compared to the History Channel. You have uh, right. Science Channel instead of Discovery Channel. You have MTV Two instead of MTV. I mean, that was a long time ago, um, oh, yeah. where they actually pushed you know music videos to to MTV Two. Is MTV Two still around? I'm sure it is in some form or another. I don't know. Honestly, um, I sound like an old coot when I say that, but yeah, but I mean, crazy. but I mean, that's, that's what I'm trying to say is like, this is nothing new it's sci-fi. Well, I guess there really is nothing. They just rebranded basically. And, and yeah. there's not a lot of science fiction shows anywhere right now. Uh, <clears throat> maybe BBC America. I don't know, but, um, yeah. well, we need BBC America. It's very important. Well, I mean, at least they show like Star Trek next generation and Dr. Ad nauseum. So, <laughs> yeah, they do show the new Doctor Who. You're right, but um, anyway, I, I digress. So, so what what went wrong with G4 then? What do you think? I mean, what 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 is your analysis as to what went wrong? Here? Well, well, first let me let me finish up with the tech TV by saying I don't think it was sustainable. I think, like I said before, I think it was going to die anyway, just because they, mm-hmm. for the money they were spending, they had you know San Francisco offices, they employed hundreds of people uh, mm-hmm. with big studio space. The viewership wasn't there to keep it alive. And that's why a lot of these TVs, TV, TV's channels are diversifying or not diversifying, uh-huh. rebranding. Uh, and so they had to be bought in the end by G4. Now what went wrong with G4? Couple things. They, um, yep. they rebranded to, uh, to a guy centric channel right around the same time. Spike TV did, uh, yeah, which, that's true. which used to be TNN, uh, complete rebranding there. Yeah. Um, and Spike, I would say, was more successful at what it tried to do. It was, um, I mean, it was, both channels are kind of shameless in their grab for the guy 
the the, the dude bro demographic. But yeah. but uh, Spike had more original programming. I think that was successful at it. Maybe they had they, to- they yeah they they started their kind of their whole shtick was we're going to go create a bunch of stuff that guys like because it's it's gone now. I mean I remember they they had this they had this cartoon. Uh, starring the voice of Kelsey Grammer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they had they brought <laughs> Ren and Stimpy back. Yeah, they, I mean, let's you know say uh, what you will about Spike. They have put a lot of effort into well, yeah, effort. Yeah, I say I'll say effort. They put a lot of effort into their programming to make it interesting, at least to their I demographic. Think of, I think of Spike as kind of uh, what was uh, Maxim Magazine TV. Yeah, no, that, exactly. That is that's what I got from. Which is Spike. Which but, is, but when but G4 didn't have... Well, you know, G4 was like, is it MTV for video games? Um, well, you know, it the, was the in the first... bro thing. It was, you know, it I, was kind of trying that in the first year. I, and also ironic because uh, Morgan Webb, who was on X-Play, uh, also had a uh, Maxim column, I remember reading when I was in oh, grad yeah, school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, yeah. When she was bigger uh, than she is now, I think. But anyway... She's, she's not even on TV anymore. Well... Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, for the first year, I think they tried to be or sorry, for the first three years, I forgot they started in 2002. They tried to be like MTV video games uh, right. with the dash of tech TV. They were they were a competitor to tech TV. They were going for the geek demographic. Uh, and I think that the pro- I, I mean, I personally found the programming more interesting earlier on, like we were saying, uh, cheat and portals yes. and icons, right. you know, Uh and when after they merged and they got rid of the competition from Tech TV, I th- feel that they might have they were like, well, okay, we don't need to we don't need to geek it up quite as much uh, to to compete with this channel, other channel. Let's let's see what else we can do to get more uh, viewers. They bring in a new president. He he goes. I mean, like I said, he he used to work on Fox Sports and ESPN. He's like, ah, I know I know how to do this. Guys, guys, watch so much TV. Right, we'll go for guys. And what do they do? They kind of sex it up. They get rid of the... I mean, X-Play was kind of sexed up. Morgan Webb was made into a sex symbol. Uh, yep. You know, even more so than earlier on. Uh, it, it's tame to watch early X-Play compared to the later version, later version yeah. of the show. Yeah, I, I don't... It, it, it be, that's why X-Play for me became unwatchable after a while. They just kind of knew what they were doing there. And it just... <clears throat> it, it drive me. It, it just drove me crazy because you look, you'd watch it, and you say, "This doesn't resemble the show that it used to be." And and, and so it became a, a kind of. And they still would have some gaming content and things like that. I we were, you know, but it was a really watered down version. And then mm-hmm. that's the rise of YouTube happening right at the same time. By the time you hit two thousand and two thousand and ten, give or take a year or two. Mm-hmm. You really start to see people going to YouTube, like like this is why we're on YouTube right now. Uh, you start to see people going to YouTube to get the gaming content that they want. You know that what what was that quote I said? Excuse me. That the uh, the second uh, Neil Tiles, he was the channel's second president. He had said uh, guys like to play games, but not necessarily watch a bunch of shows with games on the screen. Well, YouTube kind of. Proves that wrong. Uh, oh, to, I was, to uh, an amazing yeah. degree. We were just talking yeah. about esports last time, where exactly. literally that's all people will do for hours on end is watching games on a screen. You know, that's um, right. So that's right. drop the and, ball and I there. Think, you know, but but again, there, the the big problem there is not the content. 
The problem is it's, it's a different medium. You know, people that sit and they watch these videos all day long, mm-hmm. where are the commercial breaks? Where is the formatting of TV for, you know, 20 minute intervals, right? It's, right. It's, it's not there and it's damn hard to make it that way. So again, you're trying to slap a, a legacy medium onto a contemporary um, uh, uh, content, right? And mm-hmm. it, 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 doesn't, it just doesn't translate. Uh, so yeah. I, I think their subject was good. I just think their execution was really, really bad. I think the subject was good at first. The, the execution became poorer. Yeah. Uh, or, or no, the subject, the content. When became they became poorer, the dude bro thing. Say. Exactly. That, yeah, the, yeah. the execution, I think, was, um, I agree, in that another part of why G4 fell was, uh, and I mentioned this before when we were talking, I actually like it. It's like having a video game uh, radio network. Yes. You know, uh, which, which some do exist, uh, but you're not going to, you're not going to become the next big thing doing that. You know, you're not going to no. become NBC or something like that doing that. Uh, it, it, it's it's an outdated medium, especially for a younger tech savvy populace uh, that will want to hear it. You know, right. Where who, who's most interested in video games and technology? Teens, 20 somethings, maybe even 30 somethings right now, because, right. you know, time marches on. Where are those people going to get that content? Their phones? Uh, their computers uh, everywhere but the TV I I cut my cord like two years ago on TV anything I need to watch I can get off of uh, either Hulu or, or Netflix or, or whatever or I listen to podcasts all the time now you know we, we talked about that a f- uh, about a month or so ago yeah. and I saw people in the unprompted people in the in the chat saying the same thing if you have cut the cord in the chat say so and you will be proving my point. You know, I, I just think that inevitably, even if they had done all the right things at G4, it would die out because in a lot of ways, TV and that format, as you mentioned, is kind of dying out. And, and even more than that, the, the, the concept of cable TV where there's 50 channels run by the same conglomerate is dying. Yeah, that's what I'm you know, saying. The, the, yeah. the thought back in the 90s was you could take something like Discovery and split it into seven different channels and people would go, oh, look at all these great channels. Um, but like you said, it, the concepts get so watered down after a while that you're just seeing the same stuff on different networks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I agree. I think, I think that whole concept is dying and I think the, the, you know, the internet fills that void well because there's, you know, if I want to go watch videos about a particular subject that is so easy for me to do on youtube yeah in in five minutes i could whip up a a uh, a playlist that could run for three hours that talk about nothing but a subject or a topic whatever that i that i want to talk about right or that i want to listen to so i get everything i want with the pay tv piece to a certain extent i mean the, the content's questionable and obviously copyright stuff and blah 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 it's still but kind of the Wild West, but yeah. It's definitely the Wild Wild West, and, and that's why groups like Nintendo are trying to do what they do mm-hmm. um, to, to try to stave that off a little bit, which you know I think they're probably fighting a losing battle. But uh, it, it, in some ways, I think G4 was um, – here's what I'm going to say. I get the dude bro thing, and I don't disagree with that at all. But here's why I have a lot of hate for the G4 concept 
as it evolved to the dude bro kind of way of thinking. So video games, as you know, we've talked about this many times, has a little bit of a problem, a perception issue, as it were, in especially, I mean, I, you know, I, I really speak only for, for how it really is in America. Um, but I'm, you know, any of our, of our listeners all over the, the world uh, that are joining us here, feel, feel free to tell me if, if the stigma is different. But there is a little bit of a stigma. There's a little bit of an image problem for video games in America, that they are branded as, as children's toys, that they are branded are as, as immature uh, uh, things that are enjoyed by immature people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you know, plus, that, plus the whole Gamergate thing in the past uh, half year or so, uh, unfairly or not, has really set a, a setback the right. view of gamers in the public consciousness. Exactly. So. And so, you, you, you know, video gaming has an, has an image problem and, and continues to have an image problem that is very difficult for folks like us who really want to show the great things about video game gaming and um, kind of bring to the fore some of the great artistic uh, uh, efforts that have gone into producing video games over the years. It makes it difficult for us. And the big problem that I eventually ran into with G4 is that they fed that problem worse than anything I could think of. So if you wanted to go and and see video gaming culture, the worst thing you could do to get to get a terrible idea in your head about what video gaming was was to watch G4. <laughs> it was yeah. every stereotype. It was it was Every single, uh, you know, ge- generic demographic uh, portrayal that they could that they could put on on the screen, like you said, the eye candy piece, the the sexism, the the you know, mm-hmm. all of these different pieces that kind of came together. Everything that um, that I think is wrong with the portrayal of video game culture, basically became what G four was, and, and part of that. <sighs> Part of that can be laid at the feet of the people putting the the channels together. I mean, G four and Tech TV. Frankly, right. I mean, I mean, the, it's the, it's nice to think that oh man, Tech TV was this pure white uh, castle of a of a or shining knight of a, of a network made by all people who know exactly everything that that you know. They were people like us and tech people and gamers and stuff like that. No, not at all. Not not necessarily true. Actually, uh, I remember reading a um, an interview with uh, Adam Sessler, where talking about how he never really played games at all before he uh, started Xplay. Start, started hosting. Go. He was just hey, I, I do media stuff. This is a hosting gig. Okay, right. You know, I'll and, do it. and that's the way it is. So a lot of the people, especially when you have people in charge who come from outside places and really don't understand gaming at all, they aren't gamers. Uh, yeah. They they go they default to what they think gamers are in the back of their minds like oh okay gamers literally he said gamers gamers are guys they want to see uh, stuff that's you know they don't want to see video games on the screen what do they want to see they want to see Olivia Munn sucking on a hot dog uh, you yeah know? Uh, and and that in turn definitely and, sped and, up the and downfall. trust me you know. Olivia Olivia Munn is a fine-looking woman, and watching her suck on a hot dog is is, is entertaining for at least five seconds. However, what, what it has a t- to do a TV with channel it does not make correct, and 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 worse, it does a lot to tarnish what I think is already a bruised and battered reputation and image problem for video game culture, which is that this is what appeals to these people, 
And um, to me, that is the perpetuation of a lot of horrible stereotypes and uh, lunacy associated with uh, with video game culture. And it is part of the problem. And until we, you know, G4 dying in many ways was a good thing because I think it, it helped to kill that angle to a certain extent in 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 uh, common uh, popular culture. I, I agree. Uh, I I was very excited for tech TV and even G4 when they started. But the end, I think in the end, I think they needed well, the, the G4 entity needed to die uh, in order to further uh, the public perception yes. of the The, the only issue now, and, 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 and this continues, this wasn't affected by any of this, but it, but it continues, okay? Um, the portrayal of video games and gaming culture in traditional media in general is uniquely bad. Mm, yeah. If you watch a video, a report that has to do with anything about video games, even if you're on kind of, you know, these channels like an MSNBC or these channels that are trying to be hip and with it and, and, and all these other kinds of things, even MTV, right? If you, if you listen, if you watch a, a report about a video game story, a video game related story, the coverage is uniquely terrible. If you're someone that is into video gaming and you know anything about it, you watch it and you see numerous errors in reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, numerous uh, times where they're glossing over the facts of what goes on with uh, you know w- w- with video gaming in general, and so it's decontextualization, um, and and it, it just feeds into I think a, a more stereotypical kind of image of video games, which is probably something we should talk about for another show. Uh, well. Yeah, I was just about to say that actually. I'm gonna write that one. <laughs> the old, I'm gonna write that one down here. Um, so yeah, no, but I th- I think. That, that's part of the problem, right? We, we all know how bad video game reporting is in general on traditional media. Mm-hmm. So something like Tech TV, something like G4 gets us excited because we think, hey, this is, is going to be a channel by us for us. Mm-hmm. This was not a channel by us and it certainly, was, it certainly wasn't a channel for me. Um, and I think given their ratings, it, 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 it wasn't a, a channel for very many people. And, and you know what, though? I, in the end... It's okay uh, because it, it kind of goes without saying. It's it, it, it's it's pretty obvious. So much of that content, the good, so much of the good content, and so much of the bad content that we wish was better, uh, right. is now readily like that good content we wanted but wasn't even available on Tech TV or G Four is now available. Right. So many so many of the folks from Tech TV uh, do internet video shows. They do yes. podcasts. Uh, uh, if you want to see something like uh, X-Play, choose from pff, hundreds of really professionally done YouTube shows. Not ours, but like really professionally done in a studio YouTube shows that, you know, review video games, modern video games, uh, right. or retro video games, or mobile games. I mean, anything, anything that or you anything. want to say. Right. Uh, if you, you know... The video game years, like I was saying before, I mean that's icons. That that's yeah. that's essentially what we wanted to do. That that's the same type of show exactly. Icons um, was about be having getting a historical perspective on you know a, a a particular element of video gaming that deserved attention, and yeah. I think that and that is the that's the good side of G four mm-hmm. that I think we all love because it would help to kind of show how video games can have. A trajectory aligned to artistic venture, and video games can be, you know, productive and can be fruitful. And there are um, so many great shows on YouTube that do that now. 
that do that now. And that's yeah. that's the that's the key issue. So did did YouTube kill G4? I think that would be too simplistic to say. What I think killed G4 was a mixture of uh, kind of the the the, the um, what do I want to say the clash of new media versus old media mm-hmm. definitely um, and it, it was absolutely the availability the general availability of internet resources for this kind of stuff so absolutely YouTube is a part of that um, but I think in general what 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 killed G4 for me was how badly they were they just kind of started reaching for um ratings in all the wrong places and uh, that's that's what really inevitably killed it in my perspective yeah i agree too i stopped watching right around the time they really shifted around 2005 or so you know um yep so all right so we you know the the little g4 tv stuff for you and by the way i I, and i i I have seen a number of different videos on uh, g4 tv i i i want to say that um very recently, I saw within the last two or three months, I saw a video uh, online on YouTube actually that, that very closely chronicled the exact timeline of the rise and fall of G4, and I would highly recommend it. I would I would send it out here right now, but I actually uh, I remembered I just remembered that I watched that and it was very informative, but very much like the video game years. It was it was incredibly informative. It kind of ran through the whole mm. timeline. It was it was very educational. Mm. Um, they had a lot more information than we had, but anyway. Um, there's one other thing that I think Heathen Deluxe has ha- made a, a, a nice point, uh, though one that can be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It can be contentious. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's insincere, she says, he or she says it, I think it's insincere to pretend to be a part of nerd culture for personal gain. Call me crazy. Um, yeah. And that's, so so they might be talking about something else in the chat. Uh, I'm, I'm reading it when I can. To me, that's part of why I did not like things like Attack of the Show on G4. Yes. I felt it was insincere. I felt it was people pretending to be nerdy or geeky yeah. or at least right. playing it up quite a bit in order to try to grab a little bit more ratings from those people. Uh, and people can suss out a fake. Yeah, You can feel absolutely. it. And, absolutely. And you can not like it. Um you know, we we don't all drink Mountain Dew and uh, <laughs> love Doritos, right? <laughs> um, right? You know, I mean, I just I just think there are the, that's why I mean those stereotypical pieces there just kind of just killed it for me because you had these people that are just trying too hard to enact stereotypes yeah. that are problematic already. Anyway, I I, we, I know we kind of already closed off the subject, but I just wanted to hit that one more point. It was something that always yeah. really bugged me about the later forms of G four. Um, Anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 think I, I think that was part of the reason also why it went down, because like I said, people can see that they can see when they're being pandered to and for the most part do not like it. So, yeah, I agree. I think fakes are, are easier to spot than, than they probably know. OK, now on to the third portion of the program, which as which, you know, as I mentioned previously, uh, is actually a moment where you, the listeners, can submit questions that we the producers can answer <laughs> online and live. Oh, is that what we are? We're, we're producers. They're consumers. We're Bialystock and Bloom. Right. Yeah, something like that. A little bit of Mel Brooks reference for you. That was good. I like that. Thank you. Um, 
Okay. Well, so, well, before you get to the questions, now is yes. a great time to mention, hey, guys, if you're watching us on the YouTube, uh, we are a podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Stitcher. Uh, just search for Echo Screen Live. Boom. You'll find us. We're there. We have a massive back catalog. I have multiple people at my work, unfortunately, who are going through that now. Uh, It's actually kind of interesting because they're they're hitting me in the hallway and being like, so when you were talking about this thing like two years ago, I I had some thoughts about that. And they like want to have a conversation. I'm like, "Uh, I I can't remember what I said, but okay. Also, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, Um, I bet I said that. Yes. But um, yeah, so you can find us uh, if you do find us on and you have us on your podcast. Thank you so much. Feel free to rate us, especially on the iTunes. That's how more people can find us. So thank you very much. That's true. Yep, we love that. And we are a real podcast, and we went to real podcast school for like five years in yeah. order to become a real podcast. So It was rough. That, it was rough. But junior year, we almost flunked. We, we forget junior year. I don't even know how we got past our freshman effort. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yes, yeah, so now we're going to ask questions. Folks, if you have a question to ask, and I've got uh, lots of them here, uh, but, but definitely not out of the realm of possibility we could get through all these. If you... I uh, have a question you'd like to ask us. I'll just review. You can tweet me at It's the Commodore, or if you're in the chat, you can just uh, find me over there in the upper right-hand corner. I have been opt by Techie. Thank you, Techie. Uh, <laughs> now you can actually click on Commodore once we send me a private message. Several of you have already done so. With your questions, which could be about any of these, uh, you know, all these different um, things we've been talking about today, but it could be about anything else you would like as well. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Here we go. Captain Carnage asks, apparently the new Fire Emblem is being split into two games, Pokemon style, in Japan. Do you think we'll get the game as a single package in the United States? Oh, yeah, totally, because Nintendo hates money. Uh, no. Uh, assuming it does... They hate money? <laughs> well, no wonder. Was it confirmed? I can't recall now. I only saw parts of the Nintendo Direct. Was it confirmed that that is coming out in America? Assuming it is, yeah, uh, I think they would do it as two parts. Uh, I, I well, first off, I think that would be a massive effort to combine both games into one. Uh, and secondly, from what I understand, they're going kind of the Pokemon route, where they release you know two different flavors of essentially the same game uh, mm-hmm. in order to increase sales and and I guess interaction with other players who might have the game and trading but um the it's supposed to be more different than pokemon games are different so it might actually be more worthwhile i don't see why they wouldn't do it as two games frankly uh it's it's something that's worked for nintendo in the past i mean they did it with legend of zelda too oracle of seasons oracle of ages uh i don't know why they wouldn't i i agree i nintendo seems to be coming around on that whole money thing by the way so maybe that's uh, they're not as um, well. There's there's still a bit in the corner, but uh, yeah, they are. But they're not as cash strapped. I, I see a lot of uh, amiibos running around these days. Well, yeah, when they can get them out in the store when shelves long enough. Yeah, and 3ds is still doing well. So, um, Alatar. This might be one of the greatest questions I've ever seen. Nope. Shut, shut it down after this. So we're just gonna have we're gonna need it because it's gonna be a tough answer. Alatar asks. This is there's some context here. Imagine that you had to write a page that will be sent back in time to England circa 1600 CE. And it's even put CE. Isn't that crazy? And inserted into into a text that would be accessible 
either to the English population or the English intellectuals. For context, this is before the time of Isaac Newton and the American Revolution. Mm -hmm. The question is, what do you write on this page? A page. Yeah. Huh. You know what I'd write? What's that? A uh, cake is a lie. San Dimas High School football rules. It's <laughs> actually a good one, too. I like that, too. <laughs> All right. Serious answer. Well, I mean, I assume there's not much I can do. If we're going like 400 years back in time, there's not much I could write that would really personally give me gain, necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, so then the question is, do you try to further human understanding? And if so, mm. what do you do? Uh, this is before the time of Isaac Newton, you said? Before the time of Isaac Newton and the American uh, Revolution. Uh, Which really, was there any other kind of revolution? Come on. Um, uh, I, I write a sports almanac that gives the winners for every game from 1950 to 2000. Yeah. No. Um, well, I mean, could you, you know, I, I, I don't know cool. what, what, what kind of fact yeah, what can would you, you write? Would you write E equals MC squared? Yeah. That's the thing is that you, what could you write on a page that, <laughs> that people would understand that would further human understanding and give it, give it a jolt. So like by the time it oh. got back to the 20th century, you think it was more advanced. I mean, you could write out calculus I'm sure uh, somebody no one's gonna could understand. I couldn't. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm assuming I would have like access to books to try to explain calculus to people who have never seen calculus. Let me let me let me say this though. Exp explaining how differential equations work with algebra is a bitch. So uh, I don't know if one page will do it. Um, what if, what if you tried to? Uh, I'm trying to trying to figure out if if I have <laughs> the right time frame. What if you could go back further? And you could say you could try to save oh, further it'd be harder Galileo and like write a page about how the, the earth revolves around the sun. Okay. So there's and an, there, here's the proof here's all the proof you need in the night sky. Like, I mean, you could do that. There's another thing. You could go to the Nostradamus route and just say, Hey, here's a bunch of horrible things that will happen for the next four hundred years. Here are the dates. But then you'd be changing history so dramatically you don't know what that would do. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know so predictive of dates is more about like just revealing a something that would have been mysticism at the time, but actually turned out to be true. Well, yeah, but how would anyone know it wasn't anything but mysticism? Well, because they could go back so you can you can look at the the shadow that is cast onto the moon. Oh, well it would take a while. Realize. Right, I mean, but but my point is, you could use <laughs> you could use things that are perceivable. Uh, just write Snape kills Dumbledore, be done with it. That's that is the right. That's the right. This is why I wanted to put the cake as a lot because I think that's a that's just a better. Then someday, some you know, for all of history, then then the cake is a lie when you actually play Portal, like it 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 answers a a you know thousand year old question, right? Uh -huh. It's like you know. Oh, that's why that page was written in that book. Um, a periodic table wouldn't be bad. If you're going to do some sort of scientific or mathematical knowledge or understanding to impart, it would have to be relatively simple. Yeah, uh, why, why, a periodic table wouldn't. I don't think the periodic table would change anything. That would be I more Nostradamus than anything else. Why, no, how would that change anything? Because that would, that would, I think that would be, once the people understood table. what it meant... It could be helpful in discovering the elements, uh, even if before they're before they're discovered, they right. would know that certain elements exist, and they would have these properties if they could figure it out. Again, and that they're called arbitrary names. Your face is an arbitrary name. Yeah. 
Anyway, I, I don't know about that. And, but and, I, I, and you couldn't you really you couldn't really do the Nostromus thing because I, once people figured out that things were uh, that these these were calling out you know big historical events, um, they would try to change them if they were horrible. And then right. by the time you got to the twentieth century, things would be ridiculously different. So whatever. Yeah, like we did with Nostradamus, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, um, man, that was that was a damn good question. All right, so um, good friend of the program, Mark. P. Jan, who I, I hear tell recently had a birthday. So happy birthday, Mark. He had a baby? He had a baby. Wow. Um, asked a question. Do you think that YouTube's tech selection has rendered shows like what, those that were on G4 obsolete? And I think there were certain – we answered this to a certain extent, but I think what, what's really cool is the specificity of a lot of the, 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 the content you can find on YouTube mm-hmm. had a big – big big uh part to play in in the downfall of g4 because again if you have a if you have a show that's on an on a um a cable network you're trying to appeal to the most broad amount of people as you possibly can yeah that's because it drives ratings that's how you sell advertising people have to tune into a certain time of day which is already right. starting to seem anachronistic uh right. or or if that's the right word i'm trying to use but, you um, know where okay. in, in a in a time where most people can just pull up whatever they want to watch whenever they want to watch it streaming or yeah. at the very least DVR to right. to have to tune in on a certain day of the week and time of the week to watch X play or whatever seems so f- so far in the past. No, I agree. Anyway, I agree. Yeah, uh, but I, I think the laser focused, focused nature of the stuff you can find on YouTube is apps and the on demand nature of it absolutely helped to kill. You can find almost anything. Um, Morgan asks, do you believe that Nintendo, I know you're going to love this question because I think you've actually answered it a couple times in the show. Do you 34. believe that Nintendo, yeah, you got it. Next. <laughs> do you believe that Nintendo is more likely to take chances on games when they have a struggling system? Mm, certainly. Uh, not just on games, but on concepts. Uh, I th- uh Chris Kohler, I- I've said this before. I love the quote. He's, I think he says something like, uh, uh, you know, like back against the wall, Nintendo is best Nintendo or something like that. Um, yeah. Where, you know, a company that has less to lose will swing for the fences in any way that they can. When Nintendo gets complacent is when things get crappy. Then you get right. things like Nintendo 64. Then you get things like the Wii. Not that those were crappy systems, but they definitely got complacent. And I think there were a lot of things about those systems and and how Nintendo acted during those times that came back to bite them so there's something there's something in what you just said and i think part of this that that really just that that speaks to the innovators dilemma um you know if if you create a great concept that's awesome but then you always have to be thinking about what the next great concept's going to be even while you're cashing in on that concept and the the you know history is littered with with a lot of ideas that were fantastic they got crushed in the marketplace because they didn't you know see kind of around the next corner so Sony got fat and happy, and the yeah. PS3 happened. Um, it seems to happen a lot. I mean, Atari is very famous for that. It, it, uh, yeah. The history of video games, in particular, is filled with fat and happy companies that then have an inevitable downfall. Some yeah. come back, some not so much. But not so much. Uh, by the way, Mahi in the chat, thank you. Desperate Nintendo is best Nintendo. That's that's I think there what I was go. looking for. That's good. I like that. Um, Anuvong asks, which console generation do you two think is considered the youngest of the classic consoles? Let me, let me parse that question. 
which console generation do you think is the youngest of the classic yeah. consoles? Like, as in, what is what is the 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 soon the, the most recent you would you would go back in oh, order I see. to classify something as classic? classic. Uh, I, I've heard that, I had this question before. You could also phrase it as, when do you consider something retro? To me, it is. Uh, I've I've given a couple of uh, uh, panels on this. Twenty two point two years. Exactly. That's that's what I came up with. No, um, two generations previous, I would consider retro. Uh, so, for example, PS4 modern, PS3 old, PS2 retro. Yes, basically. I mean, so you I, think you think PS2 is retro? It is. It has now entered retro in the past year yeah, or so. I I, I, can, I can dig that. I mean, GameCube, PS2, Xbox is a retro. Are those are retro consoles? I was trying to think when I recently. I, I mean, I recently saw some footage on a, on a, on a, of, of a PS2 game, and I thought, man, that does look kind of retro. And you're probably probably right. So going purely by I'd argue, but I can't by release date. I believe that would make the GameCube the most retro or the most recent retro system. Yeah, uh, I think GameCube and Xbox released within like three days of each other, but I can't remember which came first. I think the Xbox did. Mm. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> Zodiac Zodiac asks, where's my NES Amiibo? That, that's a good question. Yeah, good question. I got mine coming. Just screw the rest of you guys. I got mine. Uh, VG Music Prof asks, a show like the video game years could make it on TV. I think that's debatable. <laughs> um, is there a place for and I and I'm only, and I'm going to continue to say that until Pat brings me on. Is there a place for a good show like that on a TV channel somewhere? Uh at this point no, uh because TV is a dying medium, frankly. Yeah. I agree. Um uh, a little bit of inside baseball, but the video game years was pitched to a couple networks uh and there were responses where like they actually watched it and paid attention and said yeah, it's a little too niche for us, blah, blah, blah. Everything you would expect them to say, you know. But, right. I mean, that the video game years especially initially was formatted as a an hour-long TV show. You know, yes. that's why it's like 45 minutes long. It's become more suited toward, you know, YouTube. It's 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 like an hour per year, and they're split into segments of like five minutes each or so. Uh, so, I mean, it's been, it's been adjusted since then. But, yeah, and actually initially it was slated, not slated, but attempting to be an actual at least like a pilot for a tv show so nice all right um i did not know that so there you go <laughs> uh the chemist asks do you think the constant pushing of unfinished games by AAA companies will cause the next video game crash mm. question now we've talked about this before about whether or not a video game crash can or will happen I th I think that you know at the very least it could cause what has already started to kind of be in motion for a while, which is a triple A game collapse. Um, yep, you're, you're because, going exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, because I I think the idea of the triple A title is by and large um, that is the rarity now. The think about it, folks. The world that we used to live in is gone. The rare. <laughs> title in the industry today is the AAA title. Uh, many, many, many more titles that are produced are either independent, are uh, casual games, are mobile games, 
Um, if you're going and they're pure, incredibly successful. Yeah, if you're going by either pure numbers of games, pure units sold, or even uh, revenue. Yeah, um, absolutely. It doesn't matter I, what your I, metric is. I think I, oh God, I think I heard something or read something just a few days ago. Game of War makes like a million dollars a day. Yeah, it's it's something awful like that. It really is. So, hey, those guys are fat and happy. So, hey, whatever, uh, whatever it takes, I guess. I like it. I like it. It's good. I like the commercials. <laughs> they're all right. <laughs> they're, they're 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 entertaining to watch because you 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 realize that that Kate Upton really doesn't have uh, uh, much of of any talent to speak of outside of uh, well the the, the she's, two she's the got two that, that huge she talent there. yeah she's got she's got she's got great pair of talents um okay where are we? let's yeah. <laughs> nice um. Here we go. All right. So uh, how about this question from Pond Life? Good friend of the program, Pond Life. Um, you guys have been friends for almost 20 years. We have? That, yeah. Oh, wait, but before so, you even go on to that, I think we can just we can just close out that last uh, question with Sage Owl's comment. Tits sell, dude. Yeah. Bro. Uh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, figured, figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so the question is, what is the most important thing in maintaining a relationship for that long? Well, you have to start a video gaming website. That's what, that's what I was going to say. And uh, <laughs> then you're forced have, to talk to each other every two weeks. Yeah. Have moderate success. Exactly. And <laughs> and uh, you know, start a live show and then move 800 miles away and have to do a program every two weeks. Yeah, was that was that good enough? That's about right. Actually, you know, on top of that, first off, I'm terrible at keeping up with people. I, yeah, me too. I I have friends that I I should have kept up with that I really don't, and then like three years pass, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I should have kept up with them. Well, too late now. Can't start. Yeah. Which is ridiculous thinking. I'm an awful person. Uh, well, but, I mean, you know, but at the, at the same time, I mean, with with the Facebooks and stuff like that, but it's never. I know. I know. Uh, but, I mean, we've been able to stay friends. Uh, yeah, the website, obviously. But even before that, you know what we did? Uh, you invited me to a gaming group that you were invited to. That's right. Which I'm still in. So, yes. uh, And we meet every week. And you got to... I don't know how we met every week to play D&D for four hours for yeah. so long. And and now that I have a child, I especially have no idea how we did that. Yeah, because they, they... I have, have no idea. One of the couples had two kids. Yeah. One was a newborn. I know. I have no idea how this happened. But anyway. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's not right. But it's not natural. you need some sort of a uh, some sort of a set schedule to talk or meet or do something. That's the best thing. You, I mean. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean, if you find it's been like two or three months since you talked to your best friend and you want to keep up with them or whatever, set something. Do it. Call them up. But there's really no excuse in today's life. Um, no, there really isn't. Facebook. Because it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't turn anything. all communication into trivial, meaningless crap. You can actually, you know, write something to somebody and get a, a good, honest answer. <laughs> it's like what um, Catherine wants his grandbabies. Yeah, there you go. Anton asks, you're in a time machine. What era of history would you want to experience slash relive firsthand? It could be non-gaming related. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it can be not. I love that addendum. <laughs> play. 
Uh, well, we've I'd played. like to go to 1978 and go play a Pong cabinet. We've played Pong cabinet. Yeah, we have. Yeah. That's right. Um, no? I'm thinking. You go. Um, you know. Or just freeze. That's fine, too. Um, so I'll answer the question. And my answer is probably, if it's not cheating, to say the future. Um, <laughs> because uh, I just think it's more interesting than the past. Uh, you know, I mean, like, there's a lot of things about the past that are kind of crappy, frankly. Hey, I'm answering for you since you dropped off. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that. That was, uh, that was my internet knocking on my door. Ah, okay. Um, but I, I, if it's not cheating, I would go to the future is what I was saying because, I mean, there's just a lot of – there are some things that would be interesting to experience about the past, mm -hmm. maybe the early 20th century um, because it's like this weird this weird hybrid of old and new in my mind. Like like World War – I don't want to experience World War One, but World War One fascinates me because it's this right. amazingly fascinating hybrid of like old – war you know style of war that goes back hundreds of years and the modern horrific meat grinder that war has become you know you yes. have a war where people start out with 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 knit not knit caps but like cloth hats and things like that and they're going off yep. against uh machine guns you know it takes them a few years to realize hey i should put something metal up here anyway yeah. whoops but that's beside the point my and that, that or no that is my point it'd be interesting to go back to that era but it also really was crap you know, you had a world war. You had a influenza epidemic that killed even more people than the world war. Um, right. I just want to go a little bit into the future. I want to see what it'd be like in like 30, 50, 100 years. Yeah, I, I think that's good. My, my answer, uh, until I was uh, rudely interrupted by my uh, internet connection, is, um, is I actually think we live in pretty good times. Right? Uh, food is, is kind of abundant. I like food. Um, food is good. People are generally clean. People take people generally take showers. That's something a lot um, of people don't think about when they think about the past, right? Uh, Especially you know, big I, cities like London. I, yeah, I have something called a uh, toilet in the other room, and I can go to the bathroom, and it magically disappears. What? Um, you know, I don't have to like take my poop and and throw it out the window. Um, like in yield. So, like for most of human history. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I think a lot of times we, we, uh, we uh, overly romanticize periods in time. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't have any uh, delusions in that regard. I, I, I kind of like the way things are today. It's kind of like this thing. Uh, I don't even remember where I saw it or, or, or whatever. But someone saying like, man, it'd be really great to go visit the 50s. That'd, that'd be awesome. Just everything was really great back then. Like talking to a black guy, like not for everyone. You know. Yeah, exactly, and 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 but, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. There's there's always going to be something like that. You know, you don't have to be uh, Martin Lawrence in uh, the Black Knight. <laughs> wow. To uh, you that's know, sick, sick reference, bro. Although it's although it's a it's an absolute classic. Hey, did you know Martin? I, I I saw this. This was on Reddit the other day about the ten highest or the the the, the I'm sorry, the ten richest uh, living stand-up comedians. And Martin Lawrence is on that. that list. Martin Lawrence is on that list. Yeah, isn't like Jerry Seinfeld number, number one. one by 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 I think double because he has like 
he and Larry David have like all the rights <laughs> to, to Seinfeld syndication. Yes. And, uh, but yeah. Larry David was on the list, except for he went through an awful divorce and got half his money taken away. Bum, 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 bum. Wow. I thought you were going to start doing. No. Well, I could do that. I, that's what I thought but you were I doing. I, th- I, I thought you were just no. going to be funny. Like, yeah. Oh, and then he got this horrible divorce and now he doesn't have any of his money. Boom. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't funny enough for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Jerk that's face. Okay. okay. I, I, I thought, no, I thought no, that's what you no, were doing. I was no. like, oh, that's cool. That's, uh, whatever. Um, all right. Let's get to a couple. A couple um, rapid fire? Yeah, a couple rapid fire ones. Okay. All how right. We, how about we do that? Okay. A lot of, lot of questions on Smash Brothers since, you know, we started the program mistakenly <laughs> talking about Smash Brothers. Well, one of us did. Right. Um, Techie asks, would would Rue we- watch? I'm sorry. Would, would, would Rue watch? watch Super Smash Brothers esports? Nope. If one to two dark horse players often used Ness. Nope. I can't do Me it. Either. I can't. Can't do it. I've tried. I can't do it either. I, I, I honestly tried because when I was on that damn Reddit subreddit, um, uh, Smash Brothers subreddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like 80% of the posts were about professional players and like, yeah. oh man, look at this amazing move. I'm like, yeah, okay. Here's a link to like watch two uh, seconds yeah. of a video. And I, I'd watch it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Nice. All right. Anyway. Good idea. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to playing my game now. Yeah. Makes me want to play it. Retro Mike asks, how has the stigma of gamers and or geeky folk affected your life in some sort of significant way? God, that's another. Mm. That's another. Yeah, that's good. Another good one. I'm gonna write that. Write that uh, you know what? Probably in ways I don't even realize. I get a lot of weird looks from people uh, when I explain, like, "All right, well, I gotta go to my gaming group tonight on Friday night," and they're like, uh, "What? What do you mean?" Yeah. You know, it's like, right. especially if they're like forty or something like that. Like right. I'm at work. And I'm like, yeah, we go and then we play like board games. I leave yeah. out the D and D sometimes, and they're like, oh, you mean like Monopoly? I'm like, well, ever heard of? Uh, and they always start the same. Have you ever heard of Settlers of Catan? Because yeah, like, yeah, um, that's like the beginning one. But anyway, yeah, uh, and or you know, people know yeah. like Axis and Allies and stuff like that. But that's kind of the other direction. Well, yeah, I mean, in the same way, like, okay, I got Boss Monster at PAX East, and we played that. It's it's a really good card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but requires some thinking. I mean, some people are just not into the, the quote-unquote thinking games. Uh, I went over to a friend's house after work yesterday with some other co-workers, and we played some games. We played some interesting little, you know, like, party-type games. You know, things yeah. like Cards Against Humanity-ish. Uh, and then, like, two people left, and the people who were left behind, like, so, you want to play Boss Monster? And we were playing it, like, yeah, I'm teaching it to the to the other guys. And they're like, yeah, those the other two would not have wanted to play this. So it's right. just like you have to kind of that. That's not a uh, that's not a uh, a stigma that's like negatively affecting me or pushing me down or anything like that. It's just like interesting things I need to kind of be cognizant of in my daily life and, and adjust for. Yeah. I mean, how, how is does it does it affect your life in a negative way? I mean, I you know, I don't think it takes much if, you know, even with something that that is a good I mean, I you know, think about the you know, what we do every year with the marathon. Right. I mean, you know, we've got a ostensibly a very good cause. We're supporting it in the best way that we know how. Um, but because video games are kind of at the heart of what we're doing, which is obviously why we why we attract folks that like video games. Um, 
you know, there is a uh, there is a kind of stigma around that. So people will say, OK, what are you doing now? And they, I say, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a video game marathon. And the the, you know, it is looked down upon the Pong jokes and mm-hmm. Pac-Man jokes are like just abound that is among true. all of the people over the age of 45. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked. So how was how was Comic-Con? Never been to Comic Con. Never been to Comic Con. And then I have to explain. Well, I went to like Magfest. What's that? It's like this thing where people get together and they they kind of play games and there's panels and blah blah. Right. And, and it just it, you know they're yeah they they they've heard of Comic Con. That's all they can associate. So yeah. No. So I, you know I. That's the other thing, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. You must be a you must be a big anime guy and all these other kinds of things. And I'm just going, oh my god. No. Well, you love anime. Also, you left your phone on. Ding. Wasn't me yeah, for this, once. I know. For once, I didn't hear your phone the entire episode. That this is that. Congratulations are in order. Um. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Doctor Ru asks. Damn it. Uh, and I'll, we'll finish off with this one. If you guys were to start your own TV channel, what would it be? Oh, I'm sorry. If you guys were to start your own TV channel, what would it what would it be, and what would be its flagship show? It would be the Game of War channel, and the flagship show would be Kate Hudson walking slowly throughout a field of fire for 30 minutes. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Why are we talking about Game of War in every single episode? Um, I, I, did we talk about? I guess we did talk about. We kind of do. Since since the um, Super Bowl, um, yeah. hmm, I really want a actual an actual sci fi channel. I miss good sci fi. Um, we talked about that. It's kind of it's hard to find nowadays, frankly. Uh, the best thing you can find nowadays are like superhero shows. Like The Flash is really good. Agents of Shield is is, is pretty darn good. Uh, things like that, you know, they can, there's sci fi elements to them, but they're they're not. Like, they're not Stargate Atlantis, which was really getting good by the end. They're not, uh, or by the second season. They're not Firefly, which was really great. I mean, Commodore loves it. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. It's great. Your favorite show. My favorite show. I especially love the theme song. <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that theme song go? Uh, I, I don't want to recount it. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, it's, I, I don't do it justice. It's, it's, it's so wonderful. <laughs> Right, that's my. Is, is it? Oh, was it? Is this like the thing where I'm supposed to lie, like during the marathon, where I'm supposed to pretend that I like it, or else people won't donate money? Basically. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah. No, I love, I love it. It's a great show. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's so clever. Also, you love Earthman, and the the dialogue is 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 wonderful. Hmm. Yeah, I really don't like that Jewel Stady though. She's she's hideous. <laughs> that's kind of mean, it, actually. Can we move on? Or yeah, well, uh, okay. also uh, Hidoshi wants me to tell you you're fat. Um, oh, okay. Did you? Uh, well, what, what show? Did you, what channel would you want? I, uh, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, we, <laughs> we, you know, I mean, we we kind of do we kind of do our our own thing here, right? I mean, we, I, I I like what what we do. I would like I'd like for this to be a TV show where we actually had like a studio. And we could, you know, sit by each other and throw things at each other. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I would. I would support that. That that television. Well, it'd be show. nice if we lived in the same state. When are you gonna get on that? Yeah. Well, I would not hold my breath. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so uh, I, I, I like your idea about the Sci-Fi Channel, though. I think that's that's really good because you know what's what's funny is that uh, my fiance watches Sci-Fi Channel more than than I ever did ever. But that's because the Sci-Fi Channel is full of these quote-unquote new horror movies hmm. now. Like they don't really ever show any sci-fi. It's very rare they do that. Like they'll they'll oh, have yeah. like one <laughs> Sunday a month. Where they show like you know actual sci-fi stuff, um, and you know uh, she particularly likes kind of that horror genre and all the new stuff, and I find it disgusting and horrible, so well, I can't even watch it. I mean, she also wants an Apple Watch, so there's no accounting for taste. right. So you know, there's no accounting for taste. My point is, this is not about her taste. I'm just telling you, she watches it all the time, and she's not even a sci-fi fan. She hates sci-fi. Well, good but thing she, there's no sci-fi on it. Exactly. So I, I, your point on sci-fi is you know absolutely what? 100% correct. She is their demographic, not us she anymore. Is the, she is their demographic. I know, not me. I know. It's, it's terrible. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 I think I had a second. You had a second delay there on me for some reason. Anyway, pretty much done here. You can stick a fork in us because we're we're both singing the uh, Seinfeld theme at the same time, <laughs> which probably means we owe Jerry Seinfeld a lot of money. Oh God, uh, don't kill us. So you know, hopefully nobody's using the uh, uh, the uh, what what is, like the YouTube algorithms to detect <laughs> when people are humming tunes. We feel we signed our own death warrant. Yeah, not our. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which I do. Don't mess with Jerry Seinfeld. Um, although, interestingly enough, uh, very recently, Miranda Sings. This is another. This is another interesting little snippet about YouTube. Miranda Sings, the the popular YouTube. Um, I don't know what you call her artist. Um, sure. Was recently featured on Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Oh yeah, I have heard about that show. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. Easy Cars Getting Coffee is fantastic. I have not seen the Miranda Sings episode. I'm interested to see that because how could Jerry Seinfeld just brings whoever he wants on that show. And I'm interested in how he, in what he knows about Miranda Sings. And and it also gives me hope for the future because if you and I got big enough, maybe we could get on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee because I would really love to drive around in a car with Jerry Seinfeld. I don't think that's going to happen. It's never going to happen. I'm also, just saying, I, I kind of hear he's a jerk. Dude, I don't care if he's a jerk. He's, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, the people want to Have return. You seen the show? The, the people want to return to the dark abyss of their own lives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why, why don't we let you guys do that? <laughs> don't let me get in the way of you returning to the dark, silent abyss that is your own lives. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, um, we we I think we had a pretty good time tonight. And uh, even though we we you know haphazardly ran through our very own format, the one that we created, we hope you enjoyed it too so uh with that uh remember if you have any ideas for upcoming shows as in maybe the ones that i didn't write down during the program Mm -hmm. um or the one that you have that you're not that's super secret and you're not going to tell me about it right now um if you have ideas for the program you have suggestions for the show please let us know you know my twitter address rue where they where can they find you uh they can find you at it's the commodore they can find me at rue underscore c-o-t-g-w you can also find us again as a podcast on the itunes the android and the stitcher just search for Echo Screen Live. Rate it. Love it. Live it. Move on with life. In your dark that abyss. Helps get to more people. And the dark abyss that is your existence. Okay, folks. We'll stop wasting more of your time. Thank you for listening to the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. For Rue, I am the Commodore. And there is no reset button. Good night, everybody.
Good night, Canada. Dr. Nick. Canada. Good night, Canada. Don't let the maple syrup bite. You hoser. A. <laughs> I gotta go watch the uh, trailer park boys, eh? With my toque. And the uh, the uh, ace hockey. And Don Cherry on 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 hockey night in Canada. <laughs> Get some Timbits. Good day and welcome to day twelve. Yes, and and. You know, I'll tell you one thing about Canada. This beer sucks. <laughs> this Canadian beer sucks! <laughs>